Deadly calamity, scream insanity. Oh, you ever gonna be another great fan of me, bitch? What's up, everybody? On today's episode of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast, way down in the jungle deep, the lion stepped on the signified monkey's feet. I, I, I just I just rewatched it last night. I'm, I'm I forgot all the words, but whatever. Anyway, my name is Dolan. No, my name is not Dolomite. Welcome back to episode 142 of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. I'm Jared. What's up, you? I'm Jay. And man, we're back and at it again. Jay, again. what's up? Again. How's your week been? What's going on? It's good. It's uh, it's been good. It's been. I'm just ready to uh, get to this holiday season. Been, yeah. I know I'm gonna put on the pounds for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yep. You know, it's okay. That's, it's all that's right. What, I'm uh, I'm ready. I like. That's to, what I like this season eat. is for. <laughs> I like to eat. I like to eat. I love to eat, but I don't. I don't love to get unhealthy. Yeah. But I like to eat. Oh man, I'm telling you, man, it's it's that's what time it is, man. It's we're creeping in on the Thanksgiving coming up in the next couple of weeks, and then we'll have Christmas a month after that, you know, and, and New Year's like it's that time, you know, it's that time. Yeah. Got to get your, uh, got to make sure all the workouts that you've done over the past, you know, twelve months just get ruined <laughs> in, a, yeah. in the course of a month. It, it gets ruined man, very quickly, man. Very yeah. quickly. Yeah, hey, it's it's whatever, man. Uh, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. This week for me has been, um, you know, a fun week, an interesting week. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, good week. Nonetheless, I uh, have the kids right now. Uh, my wife's out of town for a couple of days, so I've um, been having a good time with them. Uh, you know, trying to trying to trying to navigate you know the two kids and all their random friends that decide to show up to play with them all kinds of stuff like that so yeah so uh or their two random friends that showed up to play with them this weekend so yeah man all is good all is good welcome back people so this week i know we don't have any voicemails but jay uh, if you want to tell the people how they could leave us a voicemail we'll do that and then we'll try to get into some of this some of this show today Alright, 3853BLAKPC. That's 3853252572. Good call us, leave us a voicemail, tell us how your week is going, tell us how your life is going, tell us what you're doing for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. what's your secret meal that you like to cook. Do you eat everybody's potato salad? Do you eat everybody's <laughs> macaroni and cheese? Hey. Do you like your turkey smoked? Do you like it fried? Do you like it baked? Mm-hmm. Tell us, let us know. We like to eat food. We don't discriminate. Discriminate on the food. We don't discriminate. I love it all. That's true. That's true. Um, you know, the only the only food that I actually do discriminate on is gonna be some tofu. I'm not a fan of so of tofu. I'm not a fan. Sorry. No. Just can't do it. No. I try it. I mean, if it tastes all right, I'll try it. I mean, I've tried it before. I've had it before. It's okay. I mean, it's not like I would. It would be my first choice on something. But if there was a meal that had tofu cooked in it, yeah, or like sprinkled on top, I'd try it. I'd eat it. You know. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I'm telling you what what I only thing I, I always remember is the first time I ever saw tofu. So down in Texas, there's this store called Fiesta, right? Mm -hmm. um, and when I was a kid, they had this place called called what's it called? It was like the UFO. They called they called it the Fiesta UFO unidentified fiesta object i don't know why they call it that i thought it was sort of silly but then when you got to it the thing was like i mean it was massive like if you've ever been to a sam's or a costco imagine mm -hmm. imagine like eight costcos or eight sams lined up with each other you know what i'm saying like like in a big square or rectangle whatever you want to call it that's how big this place was like it was huge there was a full-on like hydroponic garden inside that was like like about a half an acre you know like and you could see it inside the store uh you could see them harvesting the vegetables uh you know there was like a butcher shop in the back um a full-on meat carving deli uh the uh the fresh produce section you know was like basically like the size of the whole walmart like super walmart food side like it was huge there was tons of stuff there so i remember going to this and this was like this was like an event that they marketed around the city of houston so and it was only one location uh, thankfully it was only you know 15 minutes from the house i grew up in so um yeah so i remember going there with my, my parents and like you know if you you remember my dad, he loved going grocery shopping. So, so, uh, we went there. Um, and in that, in that section, you know, they had this whole section of like international foods and one of them happened right. to be tofu. So I remember seeing it and I like, I like, pre I remember pressing the package. I remember like poking the package and it was like, it was like white, spongy. squishy, spongy bounce back. And I was like, what is this? I said, oh, that's that's tofu. It's, you know, it's an Asian dish. I can't remember what country they said it was from, but, you know, at the time. But, but yeah, and I looked at it. I tried it. It was like, I don't know, man. It, yeah. I just didn't like it, man. It was like, it was like white jello that somehow tasted like meat and cheese at the same time. Um, yeah. But, but this version I taste was also like slightly sweet. Like it was just nasty. So I couldn't do it, man. I almost gagged. So almost gagged. So no more, no, no to tofu. I do like soy sauce. I do like soybeans. All the other things that tofu makes. <laughs> I do like soy sauce. <laughs> like, <laughs> because that's what, on the other side. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, yeah, yeah. But hey, no, no to tofu. Anyway, so <laughs> yes. So speaking of food, Speaking of eating things, uh, this week, um, Jay actually made, uh, he, he remade, um, mm. reattempted his Hooks, Rubs, and Spicy, wait, no, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices, Spicy Chicken Sandwich, and I uh, actually had my first crack at the Popeye's Chicken Sandwich. Um, mm. So, yeah, so Jay, do you want to you wanna give your overall impressions of the first time and now the second time that you made that sandwich? Overall impressions, uh, I think it's good. Both times were good. Um, I've been tweaking and modifying, trying to, you know, just trying different things out. Um, you know, yeah, as a, I'm not gonna call myself a professional chef, but as a person who likes to cook, I always like to try different things out, modify recipes just to get a, get a different flavor, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. 
I am not the type of person that's gonna, you know, spend hours in line to to get a, a chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. No offense to you, I know you probably didn't spend hours in line. Um, Bruh, no, I wouldn't do that either. No, so, and I just feel like <laughs> I've been posting online, like mainly on Twitter. It's like my mama used to tell me, you, you got food at home, <laughs> you know? Your ass yep. got food at home. So if you got yep. chicken breast at home, you got bread, you can make yourself your own. You got flour, you can make yourself your own spicy chicken sandwich. Mama, I want a Happy Meal. Wait till we get home. I got your Happy Meal at the house. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how many times Man. we've passed up McDonald's as a as a youngin, mm-hmm. and I did not get it. You know, uh-huh. um, so but then when I got old enough, I started making my own money. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was at McDonald's all the time. So yeah, but yeah. now as an adult, I understand why my mom used to tell me these things that we got food at home yeah you yeah. know and i just crack up i crack up looking at all these videos and it's it's real disturbing mm-hmm. to see uh a lot of these folks out here going crazy and, and oh my gosh insane over a chicken sandwich people getting stabbed <laughs> it's ridiculous people getting in fights people telling you man. disrespecting disrespecting the cooks Oh, the people that, that actually got to cook this stuff saying they going slow it's like do you want to get salmonella poisoning or something if they just put it in for a couple minutes take it out and give it to you mm-hmm. so wh- why do you need a spicy chicken sandwich and want to act this way you know it's just a chicken sandwich Yeah, <laughs> it's just a chicken yeah it's exactly chicken. that's all it is that's all you it know? is so yeah if you got the meat if you got food at home in the freezer take it out defrost it don't take much time cook it up yourself for that for how much the chicken sandwich costs just by itself roughly what uh well the chicken sandwich by itself i think it's 6.99 over here 6.99 you could go to the store get you a pack of breasts three pack maybe for around seven dollars maybe that maybe even less than that and you can make yourself three or four chicken chicken sandwiches so mm-hmm. yep. yeah there you go yeah you that's can. my take on you it can. when i get a when i when i get the chance i started filming last night but then i realized that i stopped filming at a certain point and it was just focused on the food i was like crap i can't i can't like upload this or anything so again I, i'll i'll do it again another time maybe i could just post up a recipe i don't know what good that'll do on like instagram or twitter but mm-hmm. you know yeah so there you have it that's my take on it yeah what about yeah. you what was your first oh, impression so any mormon i fights? any mormons fighting over the chicken sandwich well i'll tell you this first of all i need to have your uh i need to have your version of the spicy chicken sandwich wait what did you use you used the cajun one right you used the cajun and lemon pepper. Uh, the first, yeah, the first time I used the uh, the Cajun. Second time mm-hmm. I did like a combo of the Cajun and the lemon pepper. And of course, like all this, this is modifying, and because you have to kind of adjust it to however amount you're gonna cook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and putting your flour. So yeah, and it's it's a, it's a whole process of stuff that you know yeah you okay probably get into later but yeah okay that's cool yeah so cajun red and lemon pepper yeah i um i uh 
Oh yeah, shout out to Hooks Rubs and Spices if you want some of that good flavor. So yeah, so I went to the nearest Popeyes to me, uh, which is only like two miles away, thankfully. Um, and yeah, I went, was it that Monday or was it the Tuesday maybe after the spicy chicken relaunched, spicy chicken sandwich relaunched. Um, and I, I got there, you know, I got there, I think it was just after lunchtime. It was like about a one o'clock. And there was a line, there was a line in the drive-thru. I mean, it was probably like a six, six car line in the drive-thru. So I was sort of shocked by that. The parking lot was, you know, more full than normal. Uh, so I was, mm -hmm. you know, I guess I was sort of shocked that maybe there weren't more people. But then again, I mean, the neighborhood where this Popeye's was, it was not around the stereotypical chicken liking uh, uh, population, if you will. So, so that's why I was like, I was like, I'm going to go to this Popeye's because. Was they, it near a Chick-fil-A? It was not. I mean, the nearest Chick-fil-A is like two and a half, three miles away. So, so. You know, it, it sort of had, it, it's sort of on an island compared to, you know, where the nearest okay. Chick-fil-A. Actually, no, let me see. Now, there's a Chick-fil-A a mile away. That's right. They just built one over there. But, um, yeah, but still, it was it was busier than I, I, I think Popeye's would normally be at that time. And so, yeah, man, I, and I actually did an Instagram live of it, uh, but I had to take it down, um, unfortunately, uh, uh, real quick. But... <laughs> got in line i got my spicy chicken sandwich and i did the combo so it was like eight dollars i did the combo with the cajun fries and i had like one of their frozen lemonades um so there was no like fight in line they, they were a little slow though I, you could tell that they were they were selling a bunch of these sandwiches because you know it took a while for them to uh to get my drive-thru order and and get the other people's drive-thru orders in front of me um but I think at some point they were like, "All right, we just need to, we just need to, uh, uh, you know, get on top of this a lot quicker." So, yeah. So I sat there, had my first bite impression. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go backwards from drink to fries, then to the chicken sandwich. So the drink, that frozen lemonade from Popeyes, is supposed to be like made with like cane sugar, all natural, whatever you want to call it. Man, that was so good. I would go back yeah. again just for a frozen lemonade. Like it was dope. It was good. Um, the Cajun fries were horrible. Absolutely, positively oh, horrible. Boy. I would say every fry that I've ever had in my life was better than the Popeye's Cajun fries I had that day. Like every fry. Even if they were tofu fries, I would have eaten them before these Cajun fries. <laughs> <laughs> they did just. They was just. They they weren't really cold. I mean, they weren't really hot. Um, They're like lukewarm to to like they've been sitting out for a minute um you know they weren't crispy uh the the cajun seasoning that they had on there there was like there was like no seasoning like i don't know you know me and you know my palate for seasoning and there was nothing there man there was nothing like even if somebody mm -hmm. ate it they'd like have to add some salt and pepper to it so cajun fries they struck out on when I get to this spicy chicken sandwich though, spicy chicken sandwich, the bun you can tell was sort of buttered on the outside and inside and they had it perfectly toasted. So the bun was on point, nice and soft, right? Um, then, you know, you lift it, you lift up the top and they had some pickles. They had like, I don't know, four pickles inside, which is cool for me. And then they had like some kind of mayo sauce, uh, some special sauce on it. 
and there wasn't a lot of special sauce even though it did taste good uh, i couldn't taste much spice in it uh, but then the meat itself perfect amount of crisp perfect amount of spice the 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 meat was about the meat was about one and a half inches thick all the way through so it was it was an actual real chicken breast it wasn't like you know pounded meat um it was an actual real chicken breast yeah it was about an inch and a half thick all the way through i was shocked i was thinking that you know it'd be like some little like you know like mcdonald's size meat patty right no, right it was it was perfectly crispy it was piping hot it was super juicy from first bite to last bite um i was impressed by the chicken sandwich like i would go back for one of those chicken sandwiches i would uh, it was good man now now that you say that you know you got chicken at home if i think about it and the prices at the store to buy a pack of you know buy a pack of chicken breasts right right the money i would spend on that the flour um you know frying it for a couple of minutes and the bread and sauce i would say that i could probably make i could probably make eight to ten chicken sandwiches the same exact eight to ten chicken sandwiches for about fifteen dollars which is basically two times the cost to go into which basically two times the cost of going to like the nearest smith's which is like right. Kroger, um and right. buying you know an eight pack of all natural chicken um you know because those those normally are somewhere around you know seven to, to nine dollars give or take so i could spend about 15 bucks to make enough chicken sandwiches for two sandwiches per per person in my family compared to going to Popeye's and spending $8.50, $9 on one single single chicken sandwich plus drink plus fries. So, like you said, you got you got food at home. I would definitely try it at home next time. Um I uh I know how to cook barbecue really well. Like I right. I believe that um and I claim that I'm not a professional chef. I'm not a I'm not a quote unquote, you know, I trained under the greatest pitmaster of all time. Uh, <laughs> except for my dad and mom and grandparents. Because I claim that on them. But um but yeah, I, I know how to cook some barbecue. When it comes to chicken or comes to frying chicken and frying stuff, I'm still sort of a newbie. I watch my mom, I know how to I know how to fry some some catfish, but but um, we didn't do fried chicken as much. She she mainly fried catfish and shrimp. So, you know, our fried yeah. chicken always came from KFC or Popeyes or churches. So, I um, yeah, man. So I'm a, I'm gonna have to learn that process. But but uh, I'm down to learn. But I could definitely do it at home. But I will tell you this, people: the Popeyes chicken sandwich is pretty great. At least the one I had. Probably very. You had the, the second. You had the second run of it, right? Like I had the, the second yeah, run. I didn't, didn't have, have the, the first. first. Run. Because yes. I'm hearing there's a big, like, people are not liking this second run as compared to the first one. So of course. I'm curious what, I mean, and obviously Popeye's must have had, had to change the, the, the formula the, mm -hmm. quite, quite a bit to, to pull out that many. Now they have unlimited supply. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I don't that's, know. I'm, I'm wondering what it is. What's the difference? Yeah, that's the thing. Um I wish I had I wish I had a chance to try the first one, but obviously that went so fast. Uh, it's almost like watching a sequel to a movie or a remake. You know what I'm saying of a movie. Uh, uh, I think it's hard to duplicate that unless you do the same exact. <laughs> yeah. Thing. 
Now, now yeah. I will say this though, remaking a food dish is a lot easier to duplicate than remaking a film. So I don't know why that there's this much of a departure from what it first was. But then again, yeah, when you have to scale up to meet demand of millions and millions, uh, right. uh, or or you know maybe in Popeye's case, maybe they were maybe they were thinking, okay, the demand's going to be, five, you know, like five hundred thousand chicken sandwiches a day. So we mm-hmm. need to make we need to make sure that we have you know enough stock for like a year, five hundred thousand right. chicken right. sandwiches a day, give or take. And yeah. and that is an expensive. That's, that's an expensive thing. Yeah, it's a lot of chicken. I really want to know if they if they pre-bread it and get it like you know pre-bread it, uh, just ready uh, to fry, ready to fry, or if they bread it live, like they used to do back in the day. Yeah, uh, when we were I kids. Know. I don't know. I, I don't think yeah. so. I think it would take a little bit longer to get your chicken. You know, yeah. when you go. I in, sent so. you a. I sent you a video of. Some uh, man, you probably you may have already saw the man telling his wife about the new Popeyes chicken sandwich, and of course this is back in August, and this is probably like yeah. the funniest thing I ever saw because he's acting like a little kid. <laughs> he's acting oh, man. just like a little kid talking to his parents, you know, about something exciting about the new toy <laughs> that just came out. <laughs> yeah, let me. Yeah, so you you got to you got to check it out. I maybe I'll insert it into the. Let me see. Yeah, let me see if I can watch this real fast. Maybe uh, while I'm waiting for that to upload. Yeah, man. So the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich definitely worth the money. Um, you know, is it worth the wait? If you want to wait, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And yeah, if you want to wait, you know, several hours. No, nah, no, nah, not at no, all. No, 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 the line no. is outside the door wrapping around the building. Just go somewhere else and come back another day. Um, yeah. This is my suggestion. I'd say in a situation like that, if you want to try it that bad, go later on. Go like post dinner time. Go somewhere between between lunch and dinner where there's not going to be a lot of people show up. Go like right when they open, you know, because they open at like 10 or 11 in the morning. People aren't really there yet for lunch. You know what I'm saying? Go go in the off times and there'll be less right. of a line. Um, that's what I say. But uh, is it worth the money? Just for the chicken sandwich itself, I would say yes. It was it was good, but can if you know how to fry chicken, and if you use some of the hooks, rubs, and spices, Cajun Red, or, or any kind of other spicy uh, uh, spicy seasoning, can you make it yourself? Definitely, definitely. All right, here's this video. Let's see here. I'm gonna mute you for a second. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying to you. I ate that chicken sandwich today. <laughs> Boo. Listen, Come on. the chicken sandwich was so good that I was crying, <laughs> and the tears from my 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 sweat and my tears taste like chicken. So good. They got a pickle on that on that uh, uh uh chicken sandwich. They got a pickle. Listen to me. They got a pickle on the chicken sandwich that tastes like chicken. <laughs> Chicken, sister, 
Oh my gosh. Okay, okay, this guy, this is hilarious. It's hilarious. Um and man, I'm gonna tell you, man, I, I felt I didn't feel like I wanted to cry. Uh, you know, I didn't feel so much joy that I wanted to cry over the spicy chicken sandwich. But I will tell you, I was very impressed. As I was eating this chicken sandwich, I was like, like man, this this a good this a tasty chicken sandwich. You know what I'm saying? I was I was I was impressed just because, you know, when you you know, when you if you've had a chicken sandwich at a at a fast food restaurant before, you've almost had them all. Like that that's that was my mentality walking into it. Right, other than right. other than like a Chick-fil-A. Uh, and I gotta say, man, uh, as far as color is concerned, Chick Fil A has a beat because it has like that red. So like it may, maybe it makes you just sort of think that there's spice in it or there's more spice in it. Or there's more like hot pepper in it. Yeah. But uh, or hot chilies in it. But yeah, that KFC chicken sandwich, man, it, it beat the Chick Fil A with by a mile. It didn't. It didn't beat the regular KFC? chicken sandwich. Never had I'm sorry. KFC. My bad. My bad. My bad. My oh, bad. Popeyes. Popeyes. Yeah. Uh, it beat it beat the Chick Fil A spicy sandwich. It beat the McDonald's spicy chicken sandwich. It beat the Burger King, the KFC. It beat all of those. Uh, when it comes to just a straight up chicken sandwich, it, mm-hmm. it hadn't beat my Chick Fil A one yet. But but yeah, I'm down with that. So my report on my side would say yeah, spicy chicken sandwich is definitely worth trying at least once. Um, and, and I would at least go back again for it. Um, yeah. So it was it was good. It was good. Whew, it was cool. good and cool. yeah 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 so go and check that out I only go to Popeye's for the chicken chicken the chicken chicken yeah just a regular chicken but yeah, it's been so long so I couldn't even tell yeah. yeah I'm just doing it, it in my house <laughs> makes sense yeah well you know you are a master chicken fryer I need to learn the ways have you have you tried frying chicken in that air fryer that you got yeah, I, I need to. I, I guess I need to master that too because I, I'm not super. I'm not super impressed with it. I mean, it it fries to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but eh, I, I'll have to try it again. I had thought about using it last night when I could, when I made the other chicken, but then mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I don't know. It's, it's something. So about is it the, is it one of those things where it, it's sort of like convection heat and it doesn't crisp the outside the same way? Is that what it is? Right. That that's what it. It kind of reminds me of a somewhat of KFC's like original recipe. Mm-hmm. Like the skin isn't like super crispy, mm-hmm. but then at the same time it's not like soft. It's like in between that soft and crispy. Okay. Type of. Okay, I got you. But it could just be um, my I hadn't you know figured it out how to work it i only use it maybe three times and that was it yeah okay so okay well all for different things so. yeah man yeah. experimental way i, I want to know how that air fryer situation works just because um i can't get like a real fryer at my house so i need to get an air fryer one day um <laughs> so yeah that's cool well let's see here so what's up next so Earlier, uh, we were talking about making a sequel of a movie, right? Right. And and so we we sort of quickly mentioned this, I guess, in the previous episode, uh, but I hadn't had the opportunity to watch it yet, so I wanted to watch it before we really talked about it. So Dolomite is my name. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know Eddie Murphy, you know, really trying to come back uh, to his, I guess. 
I guess what you call it, like, uh, you know, sort of vulgar language roots in movies. Um, you know, even though he's done some stuff, uh, you know, since then. But, you know, this sort of takes him back to his early comedy days when he would just, you know, say whatever, play whatever, do whatever in a movie. Uh, and yeah, man, and he, they were remaking Dolomite, I guess. And it was, it was, uh, I, I thought it was a really good movie, man. I thought it was funny. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I thought it was, a, <laughs> I thought it was good too. Uh, I mean, I, I thought it took a, I like the behind the scenes of it because I remember the original mm -hmm. Dolomite, you know, um, and I just always thought it was like ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous in a, you know, funny viewing way. Uh, yeah. Especially yeah. as a little kid watching it, which I probably shouldn't have been watching it. Probably not, but it's but, <laughs> no, probably not. It's a lot of things I shouldn't have been watching, but yeah, mm -hmm. I just thought it was cool to see like the behind the scenes and kind of get a glimpse into Rudy Ray Moore's, I guess, personal. Uh, it didn't go too much personal, but just the behind the scenes of what it took for him to get that movie mm -hmm. made, and then watching him, you know, see the the or get the reaction from him as to what the people's reaction was you mm -hmm. know like he it, it started out like people didn't want to take it on and then all of a sudden they gave him one shot at this this one theater and he went promoting like crazy and yeah bam next thing you know it just took off and it was like the the highest selling uh movie yeah exactly and that's i mean that's really all you need right like it always you know every time you say you know when you said like the one chance one shot whatever like I always remember when Eminem says, you know, you only got one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. You know, like that was his shot and he took it and ran with it. And it actually, you know, truly worked for him. There's lots of people that try to take that shot and it doesn't work. So, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. And he could have he could have just done that one single film, been a huge success, which, you know, like it said in the movie, that movie made $10 million, which in the 70s, you know, or early 80s, yeah, whatever, yeah. when that came out, like that, like $10 million then was what, like like $100 million now or something. Like, it's crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so that's, that's, it was pretty amazing, especially where he came from. And, and I thought it was great because this is what it showed. Like you said, it had all the behind the scenes stuff compared to the original Dolomite. But it showed, you know, that group of like four guys, uh, four brothers or whoever it was from the from that first record company that sort of loaned him like his thirty thousand dollars. And they were like, hey, you know, either yes. this works or we're going to own all your records and you're going to be working for us for the rest yeah. of your life, you know. And 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 then I, I don't know if this was a term from back then or if it's the term from right now that they put into the movie, but. You know, Dolomite said, I'm going to bet on myself. I believe in myself. I'm going to bet on myself. So, you know, I just need to finish this movie. We're so close. So that better, you know, you bet on yourself rather than betting, bet, than somebody else betting on you. Term that he had. But um, yeah, man, he did. And it worked out, thankfully. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, seeing him go, you know, go on the road and do his comedy thing. Uh, you know, he had to go down down south on the Chitlin tour. And that's really what it was, man. And that's that's what it was back in the day. You know, comedians had to go, you know, if they were black comedians, they call it the Chitlin tour because you'd be going down south yeah, where all the people eat Chitlins yeah. and all the black people are, you know? 
because those are people who you know who you connect with immediately um and it's a different type of black people down south than it was up north or out west you know so i mean they're all black right but they all just have sort of like you know it it was just just different you know so yeah yeah man that's funny it was a I, i thought it was a really funny movie uh as far as performances i thought eddie murphy did a great job um you know, I thought that uh, <laughs> that uh, Keegan Michael Key yeah, did a great job a as great well. Job. I was I was shocked, man. He he did a really good job. When I first saw him, I was like, "Hold on a second. Um, and and uh, golly, uh, Wesley Snipes did a great did job a great, as well. There, there was a lot of there was a lot of you know really really good characters in the movie. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I was I was really impressed by the film. Uh, I will have to now. I will have to go and rewatch old school Dolomite just to you know put that back in my mind and, and compare it to the scene by scene of what happened in this. So yeah, it's on YouTube, so you can watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the old Dolomites on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. There's like what? a ton of movies on YouTube. Oh wow. You watch. Okay, okay. Well, I might have to check that out. Divine Randolph did a good job. You know, mm-hmm. like Mike Epps, Titus Burgess, Craig Robinson, all of them did a great job. I thought it was funny though, because in the movie, you know, they had um, they had sort of like a scene where you know a couple of the actors are talking, and it was um, it was uh, you know Divine uh, who was talking to the white dude. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember what his it was. Divine is playing like you know Big Mama or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, was talking to the white dude who was the warden, right? right. Uh, who, who played the warden, and this was like, you know, before they had their scene, so she's like, so, you know, how did you get into this movie thing? And he was he was like, well, you know, I played the lynch. I played a guy who lynched slaves, like in this one play. I played, right. uh, you know, uh, such and such in this other movie, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and she looked at him and she sort of scooted away a little bit, <laughs> you know, because she's like, this is a crazy yeah. white guy. She's yeah, like, oh, yeah. you 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 do what you're good at, huh? And he's like, yep, I guess so. And he probably not even totally understanding what she was talking about, you know, where she's yeah. coming from. Yeah, like that, exactly. I thought that was a, a pretty interesting uh, back and forth. But yeah, man, Dolomite is my name. Really good movie. Y'all go check it out really? if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. Netflix original. So, with this being um, with this being Eddie Murphy's sort of comeback per se uh, to this to this type of genre of film, uh, we already mm-hmm. know. Also, we already know also that he is supposed to be doing like some Netflix uh, comedy specials. Stand-ups. Yeah. Right, what right. What are you thinking, man? You are you thinking that um, this was a good step mm-hmm. for Eddie Murphy to try to pull this off? Yeah, it's a good step. Of I've already heard like people talking about you know, Oscar nominations, Oscar buzz because of his uh, his performance in there. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've seen like a few other interviews where he talked about you know getting back on the road, trying to you know test out material. Mm-hmm. So this will be a. I think it's a a pretty. I think it's a, a decent start to to where he you know the road he should take to uh to get back to yeah. to where he wants to be as far as like stand-up i'm not sure what his stand-up's gonna be like because i know was that like a month or so ago mm-hmm. he had said like he 
something about he apologized for like all the crazy stuff he said like in the stand-ups uh mm-hmm. back in the 80s you know yeah. so with that said i'm not sure if it's going to be like a complete obviously it's going to be a completely different eddie murphy yeah you know you're not going to get the the raunchy type guy you did back in the back in the 80s um I'm not sure if he's like consulting with anybody, like as far as like other comedians. Yeah. Uh, as far as like what the climate's like, as far as like the whole uh, stand-up climate, you know, what he should talk about, what he shouldn't talk. You don't about. want to get caught up in the Me Too era. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, like yeah, it, it's tough. I don't, I don't know. I, hopefully, he'll do pretty good. You know, uh, I'm hoping he'll have some dope material. To, yeah. To, to showcase but you know you never know I know Arsenio just dropped <laughs> another uh, a special on Netflix I gotta watch that uh, oh yeah yeah so I know maybe he'll consult with Arsenio maybe he'll consult with Dave Chappelle Interesting. who knows man yeah I uh, I don't know man this is the thing I think his I think it is it is sad that this day and age, you know, you really have to go back and, I don't know, I, I think it's sad and, and also I think the other way around, I think it's probably necessary for some that this day and age you have to go back and sort of apologize, if you will, for, yeah, you know, some of those things. Silly. And, and this is why I say that because like people, and it's funny, it, it's funny in this movie, uh, uh, um, I guess Rudy's, Rudy Ray's mom, Dolomite's mom, or not mom, but mm-hmm. aunt, you know, Lunell, uh, she yeah, mentioned yeah. she mentioned Bill Cosby. She's like, I love that little that little Bill Cosby. He he makes all these funny jokes about the kids, you know, blah blah blah, playing in the street. And I thought that was hilarious because, you know, now we go back and look back at Bill Cosby, and yeah, while he was making some funny jokes, he was also like <laughs> a creeper perv on the back end. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Drugging people and stuff. Um, but I think it's I think it's interesting that that you know. Eddie would go back and apologize for all that stuff that he said back then. But then again, in this day and age, this is what happens. And and I think this is why maybe why he did it. Cause like there is a whole couple generations of kids who don't know who Eddie Murphy is, oddly enough. Isn't that crazy? Or or they don't know Eddie yeah. Murphy's past. They'll they'll know him from like, you know, like the Doctor Doolittle movies and stuff like that, maybe from when they were kids. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe their parent maybe their parents didn't didn't show them you know, raw or any of that other stuff. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He never, they never saw Beverly Hills cop. They never saw coming to America. Like they don't know any of that Eddie Murphy. Right. So he is probably getting ahead of that because what these kids do today, as soon as they hear something or see something, they'll go on Google, you know, they'll go on the internet and try to find all the information about that specific topic, that subject, that person. And then they'll, they'll poke holes in it. And the first, mm-hmm. and then you know, the next thing you know, it'll be like a case against Eddie Murphy and the Me Too era and all this other stuff. So, so maybe that's what he's doing. He's trying to get ahead of that and say, hey, this is a whole different time. I was a whole different person. This was the comedy we were doing back then. That was what, what was what was accepted compared to what is different now. So, I, I think that's what where right. I came from. And and I can yeah. I can appreciate that. So he could try to you know try to you know established that you know that was a total different time you know and these kids these days they don't want to hear that that's the thing man they don't want to hear oh that wasn't a different time that's how you always are you know so yeah so 
good for Eddie. Hopefully this translates to to be you know some really good comedy specials. Um, you know I think I think I don't know man. I, I think Eddie will do a great job because I think at this point in his life, you know he's gone through being a me he's gone through being a nobody up to a mega superstar. Right. You know back to being you know somebody who is not a household name as much anymore just because. You know, he doesn't do as many projects. He doesn't do as many movies compared to what he did. Um, and, you know, starting to ramp that back up again. But he has seen so much in his career uh, behind the scenes and in front of the scenes that that I think that I think he'd have a great perspective now. He's been off that long. So so we'll see what happens. We'll see if he'll be like Dave Chappelle and he'll just sort of say whatever he wants to say uh, or or, um, you know, we'll see if uh, we'll see if he takes it down a notch. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to seeing him on uh, SNL. Uh, when is that coming month. up? Next month. Uh, next month. Yeah, he's going to be hosting and doing a bunch of stuff. So he says it's going to be his first time in however many years it's been. Thirty mm -hmm. some years. Oh yeah, because so, he had a did he have a, like a falling out with him, right? Uh, I don't I don't know the whole story, so I can't I can't tell you about it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, curious to see how he's gonna do yeah for some reason i thought he had like a falling out with with lauren michaels or maybe whoever it was before that you know it's back possible. in the day and and um he just you know he never never went back uh but man i gotta see his gumby again though he's got to do gumby again yeah. and mr robinson maybe maybe like the, the the son of gumby maybe he'll be like a dad and he'll <laughs> have a gumby son maybe so because you know they got a oh my god what's What's the uh, Keenan Thompson on there? Yeah, yeah. yeah Keenan Thompson on there, and uh, oh, what's my other dude named Red? Uh, dang it, I forgot his name, but he he used to star in a show on uh Netflix, and he he's pretty good. He's funny. I like. Him. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, man. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. Uh, All right. Yeah, he's got to yeah. do that. He's got to do Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, too. So yep. here we go. Mm. So next up. Uh, da, 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 da. So speaking, I, I think maybe this is a, you know, as we sort of finished up, you know, how Eddie Murphy has to go back and, and um, you know, and talk about uh, talk about some of the some of the things that he, you know, sort of had in his, uh, had in his past and, you know, how that's going to go toward his future, his future, uh, uh, endeavors is Kanye is trying to change his name to be Christian genius, billionaire Kanye West. And he's trying to change his image to make him a religious rapper, um, make himself a, a, you know, make himself out to be a Christian, you know what I'm saying? And make himself out to be somebody who's promoting that Christianity. And and I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure what this is. If this is a Kanye stunt, if this is for real, but I, I don't think, well, I don't think being a billionaire genius has anything to do with mm -hmm. Christianity. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I read he was thinking about doing it for like a year. Mm -hmm. He's just gonna change his wow. name for like a year. Um, I, oh, okay. I, uh, and of, obviously, I don't have the story up, so 
I can't read exact details, but yeah, he said he's seriously thinking about doing that. He's also seriously thinking about running for office in 2024. Oh my gosh. Um, so he going to run with so, Donald Trump? I don't know. A, sec- a, knows, a second man. time? No. I don't, I, I don't, I do not understand and I guess maybe this is the thing. Maybe he doesn't want people to fully understand him. <laughs> I can I can never tell if Kanye is being, you know, like for real with what he's doing or saying, or if he's just like, you know, playing a character, you know, or, or what it is. Like I don't know. Kanye is right. Kanye is crazy. And so you know he's trying to change his past look to make people think something different. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he's. I think he's a little. I think he's a little crazy. He's a little out there, you know. But we've always known that about Kanye. So, and, uh, he's one of a kind. <laughs> you know. Do you? Kanye. Do you think that Kanye was sort of a pioneer for this current like emo rap that's out there? Because like Kanye always shows his emotions, always motions on his sleeve, always you know oh. talks about stuff that affected his life in his raps like when his mom died all this stuff no i mean the the term emo rap has been around for like a very long time yeah um actually slug from atmosphere is actually the one who coined the term emo rap yeah um so you know there's always been guys who've been very emotional about the raps and talking about their feelings kid cuddy it's probably like one of the biggest ones kid Um, cuddy Definitely. You know, so it's, it's, and a lot of people, uh, I guess a lot of the current, if you want to call them current type emo rappers, you want to put that mm-hmm. under that umbrella, always kind of pointed to Cuddy as being uh, one of the ones they looked up to. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kanye is Kanye. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, Kid Cuddy, we already know that, you know, he's had, he has... You know a lot of a lot of different stuff going on. You know when when um, you know when you listen to his music, he yeah he has a lot of stuff going on. And and I know that Kanye, you know what is it? Did did Kanye Kanye didn't discover Kid Cudi, right? No, no, no. Uh, but they worked, worked together, together though. Yeah, yeah okay. They worked together. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, I guess he was on the good music label for a while. Uh, so, yeah, I um, I don't know, man. I think that, yeah, I also think maybe he, he wasn't maybe like the pioneer, but, you know, he's probably one of the more, one of the more popular guys, uh, you know, when it comes to emotional rap before, before it, I think, before, I think as it was soaking in to like, or, or maybe before it really soaked into like the younger uh, generation of rap listeners because now you hear people like Post Malone I swear like almost every song I hear for me is like I want you out of my head you got me in circles I can't believe oh that I can't stop thinking about you I'm like come on man please rap about something else but I guess you rap what you know right um, yeah I, I, I but like you know he is so you know people like Post Malone are so uh so uh you know popular for for that you know you got people like um uh people like logic you know uh who have some emotional raps and also have you know different style raps uh in there um 
You know, you, you throw Tech Nine in that mix too. Tech Nine. You know, you have people a, there. A lot of stuff too. Yeah, yeah, you have people there who were, you know, who were talking about, who were talking about, you know, hurting or hurting themselves, you know, or hurting someone else. Lil Peep, Triple X, Lil Uzi Vert, you know, Juice World, you know, all these guys. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I, I. It just, it just sort of, I don't know. It just makes me think about like what, when my kids really start listening to rap. Because I know my son listens to rap right now, um, even though we have it That's filtered all he's for him. Know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want him to. I don't want that to be the only thing he knows, you know. Yeah. And like, yeah, like if a song comes on the radio or something like that, he's like, oh, turn it up. I like this song. And you know, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like super emotional. I'm like, this is not. I don't want you to grow up listening to rap thinking this is the best version of rap. I don't, I don't believe it is. Yeah. And of course that kind of, if it's a constant thing that, that hopefully he doesn't, but if he's like constantly listening to that type, very emotional stuff that could kind of play into like his, his own personality. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And, and you know, I don't want him to, I don't want him to be, you know, extremely emotional all the time. I know it's going to happen. I know it is what it is, but, but I, I don't mm-hmm. want him to believe that, that that is truth that, you know, that he's hearing that from all these people and that's the way life is for everyone. And that's the way life is going to be for him, you know, cause it's not right. necessarily, not necessarily the same. And I don't want him, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want him to be in an emotional rap fan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. Even though, you know, when we think about it, we think about like Tupac, Biggie, you know, the stuff that we listened to when we were younger, like the more popular things and even some of the underground stuff. Like, I don't remember too many songs getting like that. You know what I'm saying? I remember R&B songs being like, you know, yeah. I hate this woman. I never want to see her again. Or, yeah. you know, I'm in love with this woman, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, but I don't you know, remember think, rap uh, songs doing that. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, uh, I guess it wasn't cool for the the rapper, the male rapper, mm-hmm. to talk about his emotions. It, no. it really wasn't the cool thing because then it you would look at as being soft. It's true, you know. Um, but I think it's a, a I think it's a, a good and bad thing now. Bad because, like I said earlier, that could kind of if you're constantly listening to that stuff, it could kind of feed into your your own personality and kind of mm-hmm. shape the way you start to see things. But I think it's yeah. good because. A lot of people are, are pretty emotional and keeping that stuff in and they really don't have nobody to, to talk to about yeah. it. And, you know, I listen to like a lot of a lot of people, uh, you know, talking about like relating their their journey to to let's say let's pull Kid Cudi uh, back into it. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying, hey, if I had somebody like Kid Cudi back when I was growing up and I listened to them, that could have helped me get through a lot of things. It would have coped um, differently. Yeah. They would have coped yeah. with different things, you know, certain things differently because they had somebody who could relate, who they could relate to, mm. you know, instead of them thinking to themselves, well, I'm alone in this situation. I, I have nobody to, to actually talk to. Um, you know, same thing. I've heard stories about, um, uh, uh, like I said, atmosphere earlier, I heard stories about Tech Nine. Um, you know, he's talked about 
suicide, coping with suicide, coping with like his mother dying and things mm-hmm. like that, and yeah. you know, just being like an outcast. Yeah. You know, and people relating their journey to that as well. So yeah, that that's the good side of it. If people could kind of relate to that instead of being the whole party party lyrical, you know, type yeah. raps that that were way back when, you know. Or so yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I can see the the two sides. I can see a good and a bad about it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that definitely makes sense. I, I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think that definitely makes sense. I think also, you know, back in the day, we didn't have like SoundCloud rappers where anybody could hop on, you know, and drop a full album talking about their emotions, right? We didn't have anybody, you know, like like you said, you know, there's somebody who said if, if they had a rapper like Cuddy back then, you know, maybe they would it would have changed their, you know, changed their perspective on things. Uh, uh, this stuff wasn't as accessible then. I guess we did have Black Planet, yeah. we had MySpace, you know, where if you were a rapper, you could yeah. get on there and do that. But it wasn't, it wasn't that was not really set up like a SoundCloud platform sort of is, where yeah. you know initially it's a free platform you could put on <coughs> X amount of music yeah. or whatever, or just talk and and get your emotions out. And yeah, yeah. man, you're, you're right, man. You look at it back in the day. Before, like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, you look at it back in the day, and if you, you know, if you found out that that uh, you know, like Snoop Dogg was like talking about like his emotions and his feelings, you know, like that, or you know, talking about like how lonely it is, blah blah. blah like, we would all have a whole different back then. We would have a, a whole different view of him compared to you know the way the way they do it now and it probably yeah you're absolutely right it definitely you know helps some people who may be going through a lot of things because you know black people go through stuff too right uh and and yeah and the only way for them to relate before only way for anybody relate before was like listen to a country music song or something like that you know where they talk about their wife died their dog died you know all this other random stuff i guess uh even if you go back to like stuff like the cure mm-hmm. you know back in the oh, day yeah. you know people were alternative music i think a, a lot of a lot of yeah like alternative music like that or like some nirvana, nirvana mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. you know they were a lot of those those rock groups alternative bands and things like that they were talking about they were putting their emotions and stuff out there too true. so you know I, i've heard a lot of i've actually heard and read articles of a lot of black people like listening to that versus mm-hmm. listening to like hip-hop music you there know, you go because they could relate more so yeah and then of course obviously you had like as far as hip-hop goes i think you've had like a lot of gatekeepers like back in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. you got to go through of course record label uh radio when it you know stuff like that so they kind of guide you along that path or try to say hey the audience wants to hear this versus hear this that is true they're not gonna put your emotional stuff on the radio because they don't think it's gonna get any hits or anything like that that's true that's true it's funny that you call it like a gatekeeper if you will and that definitely makes sense man because you know a lot of times those uh radio producers those djs um, the VJs uh, like MTV you know back in the day like they're the ones who made the decision or their producers are the ones who made the decisions of what was gonna 
go on or not. And then everything else you wanted to hear, the things that didn't go on during like the regular time of day, you know, the morning, the uh, midday workday, and then the evening, um, it came on overnight. You know what I'm saying? So like if you right. wanted to get your record spun or your album, your whatever display, it's going to be overnight where, you know, where you don't have much of an audience um, compared to the other things. So, yeah, that definitely makes sense if, if it even got played at all. So that definitely makes sense. And I can I can personally see the value in it, even though I'm not the biggest fan of emotional of emo rap. There are some rappers that I do like, uh, you know, I like the Tech Nines. I like the Kid Cudi. I like I mean, there's some stuff from Drake that I like. Like, I'll say that. I do like Drake. I'm not a Drake stand by any means because I don't think all his stuff is great. But there's some music that he makes that's I think is really good. I even think Lil Wayne has some has some emotional stuff in his stuff, you know. Yeah. So so while it's not my favorite genre, I do see the I do see the the value in it, you know, especially for people because you know, like you said, you know, it's it's a way to work through some problems that and and listen to music that's going to help you through those issues compared to going to some other genre of music, like you said, and, you know, and, and, and listening to music there. So, so yeah, so I get it, man. I get it. I get it. It, it's always a struggle for me when my son is just like, yeah, I want to hear that song. And I'm like, bruh, that song is so yeah. sad, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I make it my duty every morning to play something great for my kids even if there's like some words in there that they probably shouldn't be listening to, mm -hmm. I was their age. And obviously, that's like the kind of sort of benefit of having having an older brother. Yeah, that's yeah. like nine years older than me. I was listening to stuff I probably shouldn't have been listening to, but I yeah. didn't really let it affect my the way I I, I guess looked at yeah you know life or stuff. change my demeanor or anything like that. So there's yeah. always something dope playing from way back in the '80s to you know, current age. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, my kids love LL Cool J. Well, my little one loves LL Cool J. You know, I'm bad. Mm -hmm. so That's dope. I try to play some Rakim for him. I try to play a, a lot mm -hmm. of things in the morning. Yeah, you know, that's pretty dope. Hype for school. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I play, I play some of that stuff for my kids too. It just depends on what it is. Um, yeah, but I, I definitely, uh, I definitely, I definitely, you know, can appreciate the music. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, like, so we just talked about Kanye trying to, trying to, you know, turn to religion more. And, you know, we talked about these emo rappers um, right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what is, what is the future? I mean, is, is, do we think that this is going to spawn even more emotional rap or even more religious rappers, you know, that are... Mm -hmm. Or that are that are like religious rappers, like crossing genres between religious and not necessarily religious, you know, or 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 not. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the thing is, Christian rap is isn't really nothing new. You just got yeah, a no, super big not. name in front of it now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it just depends on. I don't know if people are gonna want to capitalize on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because most people are just a lot of these new people are just looking for a quick buck. Mm -hmm. This is true. You know, so I'm pretty sure you're gonna get some some guys who are gonna want to uh, get into that that emo lane, mm -hmm. and then you may have some that want to jump into the the Christian lane. Yeah, if you want to call it that. I mean, yeah, 
I think I think maybe a perfect example of somebody who's probably doing that already right now is Chance the Rapper. Because like yeah. you listen you listen Chance. to his songs and it has a lot of those, you know, has a lot of like those, you know, church flows in it as far as like the religious music as an undertone. He he does speak about, you know, he does speak about, you know, different points in religion and also he speaks about, you know, his his family and and you know stuff in the streets or yeah. in the city etc and real and real mm-hmm. stuff that's happening so yeah. so i think maybe chance the rapper maybe like one of the maybe the most popular example of somebody who may already be you know splitting the lines yeah. depending on what song you listen to and you could um probably throw lecrae in there as well LeCrae, i think he yeah. was nominated for a grammy like a couple years ago for his album if i'm not mistaken but Lecrae is another one. He's really dope. Uh, yeah, Lecrae's great. Him, um, if you really want to go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could go Lecrae. I'm trying to think of somebody that's kind of like on the up and up level mm-hmm. that you could you could kind of talk about. But yeah, let me. See. But there's some. There's a lot of other Christian rappers. Uh, kind of sort of throw Pigeon John in there Pigeon John is mm-hmm. dope but he, he kind of to me Pigeon John kind of walks that line between a little bit of religion a little bit of like emo mm-hmm. you know and then you know he's a really dope artist as well so yeah, yeah I, I, I like him I've been liking him since like that when I heard him in the early 2000s so I always check for him yeah yeah there's Brother Ali Brother Ali he is a, a Muslim mm-hmm. um, and I've watched his evolution from way ooh man long time ago so uh-huh. I've watched his evolution from like a straight like hardcore MC to you know just mellowing out and now he's very peaceful with it he doesn't push his his faith on you mm-hmm. but he he said he has his his songs that are crafted in a way that that is very mellow and you could you could tell what he's talking about you could tell that he's a very um uh uh, devoted to his his faith but it's Mm -hmm. not to the point where he's trying to be pushy pushy with it yeah so yeah yeah. interesting you could also listen to to tadashi um you know he's you say, He's more you say straight Tekashi? up Christian. Takashi six nine. Tadashi. He got religion. Oh, T E D A S H I I. Tadashi. Yeah. No. No, not not Takashi six nine. But hey, told me to snitch. Yeah, Triple Um, you know, Lecrae, like you said, those are all good rappers. You know, religious rappers. Um, and and yeah, man. Uh. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Takashi Six Nine did come out with a but with the gospel. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say, <laughs> what know. if he comes out of jail? He honestly turns his life over. Then seen the light. He's gonna change that '69 on his face to like a big cross. Oh no, precious Lord! <laughs> uh, like a big Bible verse going straight across his forehead. Uh, and then man. it's like, who's gonna want to kill a Christian, a snitch Christian? Oh man. Oh, Takashi! What if it happens? What if it it, happens? it could definitely happen? I I would not put it past him. 
because I don't. I I think he just blows whichever way the wind blows. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if he has a direction in his life. Um, but yeah, that I I I would not put it past him doing something like that. And this is the thing, though, man. Like I think that I don't know. I, I this could get into a little deeper and longer topic. I just think that you cannot take every person's word as gospel, quote unquote, um, and yeah. and also look at their actions. And say, well, your words don't line up with your actions because not every nobody's perfect. No single person is perfect um, at all. So, so you can't. I can't look at Kanye and say, well, Kanye, I know you was you know rapping about all this stuff back in the day. Now, how are you rapping about this? And then going back to that, like I, I can't do that. You know, nobody, you can't do that because nobody's perfect. You know, there's people all over the map, um, and they're. Their emotions and thoughts are all over the map. You can, you can, you know, listen and determine for yourself, you know, or maybe go, go, go talk to your OG or go talk to somebody else, you know, who you trust, you know, to give you like guidance after you, you know, after you hear stuff like that. So, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's crazy time. Crazy time. So, whoo, man, that was a fun topic. Uh, yeah, let us know what y'all think about the emo rap situation, the Kanye's gospel, Kanye trying to change his name, you know, uh, and then people, you know, sort of showing one thing but doing something else, like the pastor who likes to eat the box, like we talked about last week. Um, and yeah, so so we haven't done our segment Best Hook in a while, uh, and that's just because I haven't, I haven't, you know offered up uh anything on my side i know jay did the last one and so it was my turn and it's been a minute so we got we we got a couple options today maybe we'll just do one today and one next time how's that sound okay all right so do we want to do the rap one or do we want to do the r&b one i'll let you pick hmm hmm so this time around we're gonna do r&b we're gonna do the best hook. We'll have it. We'll say it's sponsored by Hooks, Rubs, and Spices this week. Go to Etsy.com, search for Hooks, Rubs, and Spices, or go to Instagram at Hooks Spice Rubs, Facebook Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. Check out the food there. Check out the meat. Check out the seasoning. Uh, hop on Etsy and buy you some. Get it shipped out. Uh, actually, I had an order in the middle of the night. I got I got a notification on my phone at like three in the morning that somebody placed an order so whoever that is thank you very much uh you woke me up but i appreciate this you know the, the the three or four minutes i was up checking my phone so i appreciate that so yeah hashtag we smoke meat so this time the best hook we're gonna do return of the mac by mark morrison mm. versus usher let it burn let it burn so before we go into this, both of these both of these songs sound like some very frustrated, love frustrated men. You know, we're speaking about some emotions. You know, maybe maybe Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac, he's coming back. You know, from being from from you know from a from a relationship that ended badly, he's coming back to town, coming back to wherever, he's back and ready to ready to get some. Uh, you know, get his groove on again. Return of the mm -hmm. Mac. And then Usher let it burn. You know. 
he is he is yeah. maybe just broke up with a girl that has broken his heart, you know, right. or, or just gotten out of a situation that was a very deep, intense, you know, great relationship, and for whatever reason it ended. And so now, you know, he's burning all the pictures, burning all the photos, burning all the the history between him uh, and and whoever that person was. So let's yep. see here. So here we go. So we'll do we'll do Return of the Mac first, just the course. So let me cue that up. So what do you what do you think about uh, these songs before we get into them? And as I cue up the chorus, I'll listen. <laughs> Just the hook or the song and just know. just the songs in general, uh, you know. Songs and then, in general, yeah. uh, like you say, I, I think Usher's song just pretty much sounds like a, a a breakup. She did you dirty, you did him, you did her dirty. Return of the Mac, man. That just sounds like I'm about to go to the club and I'm about to get my my Mac on, you know. It kind of yeah, oh, you know what it kind of reminds me of. Uh, Orange Juice Jones, The Rain. I saw you walking in the rain. <laughs> it's like I caught you. Like F. That's like the sequel to that song. No, it's like okay, I caught okay. you. Nah, it's the return of the Mac. That's you know? funny. That's funny. That's that's how I feel about it. All right, that's funny. Let's see here. One second. Okie doke. Here we go. All right, yeah. I I. Uh, I need to listen to the Orange Juice Jones, Jones song before I listen to this then. I think that, that would put me even more in the mood, I guess. Um, all right, here it's we go. a beautiful song and a beautiful video. That's pretty funny. So here we go. So Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. Remember, we're doing the best hook, y'all. So we're doing just the chorus of each of these songs. We're not, we're not uh, comparing both songs, the full song. We're not comparing artist or artist history what they did in the past, what they did in the future after this song. We're comparing these two individual songs, chorus only, uh, and which one we like. And you guys can tell us which one you like. So here we go. Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. Get right into the chorus. Three, two, one. There you go. Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Pretty dope. Let me pull up this Usher, Let It Burn. Every time I hear Let It Burn, it always reminds me of that Boondocks episode where Tom and his wife were, were fighting. Mm -hmm. And he ran into the middle of the street with his pajamas <laughs> on. And all like, the neighbors uh... came out and they were doing a little dance rendition to Let It Burn. Yes. <laughs> It's funny. I looked up. I looked up Usher Burn chorus <laughs> in the third video on YouTube. Is that video mm -hmm. from the Boondocks? 
That's hilarious. All right, let's see. Here we go. Give me a second. Let me pull it up. Oh, man. That's pretty funny. Boondocks, man. Boondocks is great. Boondocks, great like... Boondocks, they predicted a lot of things. I think I did. I send you a video. Uh, uh, Boondocks predicted the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Chicken, yeah. Spicy yeah, chicken sandwich outrage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's so hilarious. So yeah, uh, I have people slept on the slept on the the comic strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I have a story about time. how I got that sort of that video or who I got that video from that I'll talk about in a second. Let me grab this. Okay, here we go. Ushers, let it burn. Um, chorus. Three, two, one. So there you go. So let it burn versus Return of the Mac. Which one do you like best and why? Uh, I think I pretty much like Return of the Mac better. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It just makes it puts it makes me want to get out. Mm-hmm. You know. Go do something instead of stay and mm. cuddle up in my sheets and cry, <laughs> you know. Yes, you're right. And like eat ice cream and stuff like that. I don't, you know. It makes me want to get out and go, go conquer the world. It's like yeah. screw that. She messed up. I did. Man, so, that's, yeah, that's funny. That's, my, that's so my, funny. My, wow. My choice. Yeah, it's funny you say this because I, I think personally. You know, and I'm sure you may have had this situation too. Like personally, my experience is I think I had both moments in my music listening history uh, in in real life, right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah I had that. I've had both moments. Yeah, the let it burn moments where you you know even I almost you know what I almost did I almost had let it burn versus uh, that song I wish I never met her. You know, because oh, I think that man. that may be like a really yeah. good equal pairing actually. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had definitely had that moment you know because because you have those moments where you're like man i wish that this past six months or four months or you know whatever mm-hmm. it was never happened <laughs> you know yes indeed so so I yeah know. man i know all too well so i i mm-hmm. can definitely appreciate the let it burn side where you do just want to sit home eat ice cream cuddle up watch netflix and cry um you know, and maybe maybe call that hookup to come over, you know, even though you think about somebody else. Uh, I've also, you know, had that moment where I was finally back in the game, ready to go kick the door down. Where's the nearest female? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, <laughs> return of the Mac. Um, oh, wow. I'll say, I'll say that they, they both listed, listed two different kinds of emotions, um, you know, as well. But they also... They also tug on your heartstrings because you know that feeling. Um, and and yeah, man, I gotta say, 
Return of the Mac, it just goes harder for me because I mm-hmm. I'm I personally loved it when I was finally back in the game. I think those emotions were much better, much better energy for me uh, when I was finally back in the game, ready to go, you know, ready to ready to knock down whatever came through. Uh, compared mm-hmm. to compared to you know sitting there and whining and crying and complaining, but not saying that's wrong. That's just what I feel. So yes, indeed. definitely, definitely. Wow, yeah, it's fun. And and you know I, as I as I play the music, you know I was looking at the videos, um, videos and Return of the Mac. You know you see Mark Morrison, you know driving in his car, putting up his window after he said she lied to me. He returned to the Mac and like he like kicked his foot, like kicking down the door with his homeboys, you know, ready to come back. And then Usher let it burn. He's sitting there with his hands up against the window, you know, like longingly looking off into into nothing. And like he shows a video and it also shows a video of the girl that I guess he's singing to. And and it's so funny as he says, let it burn. She's diving into a pool and the pool catches fire. Wow. Oh man. It's dark, Usher. I can't like I forgot these videos, I guess. It's it's sort of hilarious. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So and, and that's what you think, you know, when you're when you're in those situations, those are the exact emotions that you feel. Like that's that like you're like, man, I wish that everything that I wish that everything that, that happens just burns and disappears and I never think of it again. Or I can't wait to get to the club tonight. You know, to find love in this club, which is also Usher's song. So find love in one night. Man, man, oh man. Thirty seconds. So, yeah. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Not thirty seconds. Thirty hey, minutes. Hey. Hey. Thirty. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. We've 30 all minutes. been there too. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. All right. Um I mean really the only other thing I want to talk about, I think we could talk about it really quickly in the Tap Your Love Box. So I think we could go ahead and tell the people where to find us so we can get up into this love box. Okay, Wait. people. You can find us uh, Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag Black Owl Pod. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, about, uh, I, t- <laughs> I was about to say Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Anchor, Spreaker, YouTube, email us stuff, hashtag blackoutpie at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely call the voicemail if you've burned or let it burned, or if you returned as a Mac into the club and got your your love on, tried to stick yeah. your, your 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 member inside yeah. of anything that passed by, or you just dropped the panties and uh tried to take it all in. Something like that. Three eight five three B L A K P C three eight five three two five two five seven two. Definitely hit up Etsy. Get you some hooks rubs. Follow the brand. Yes, yes. Oh wait. Sprinkle it over. Everything. My bad. I didn't want to cut off the whole show yet. We had to do half. Ha- okay. 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 Yeah, we could do the love box right after this. Okay. Okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Keep going then. Keep going. I don't know what else I was. Th- I don't know what else I had to say. Hooks, rubs, and spices. Sprinkle it on your life. Forget going to Popeyes. Get you some hooks, rubs. It's like the secret ingredient to the Popeyes chickens to the to the hashtag blackout spicy chicken sandwich. 
Screw Popeyes. Yes. Hashtag your ass got food at home. <laughs> that might that might need to be the name of this episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that might need to be the name of this episode. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. So now is that time. You know where Jay cues the music. You know that careless whisper from George Michael, uh, and we talk about tapping that love box. So, you know, I was out with my kids having dinner the other day, or having lunch the other day, and we went to Shake Shack. I'd never been there before, um, and they had games never. to play. No, I'd never been there. I mean, there's this the thing. We this the first Shake Shack in Utah, and it just opened what like this past summer sometime. So I just I'd never been around the area where the Shake Shack was. Oh wait, I never been either. And, and and I know they have several in Texas, but I've never been there. This is my first time. So they have they have board games and other kind of games there for you to play. So they had the Guess Who game. So as my kids are playing Guess Who, you know they're flipping up all these characters. And this game is old too. Like I never had a chance to play it. Flipping up all these characters and they're trying to identify this person that this other person has like in a lineup in front of them I was like I was like I never knew they had a board game with a police lineup in it so tap your love box if you think guess who is the precursor mm. or for, for little kids learning how to identify people in a police lineup wow that's crazy I know that's deep but I think that's what I thought that's pretty deep damn <laughs> tap your love box speaking of kids Tap your love box if you have conversation, well, overhear conversations, inappropriate conversations with kids talking. And, uh, yeah. Because mm. I'll just say I heard a conversation between my two sons about where babies come from. And I know I kind of oh. sort of spoke on this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I'm driving them to school. And all of a sudden, I could hear them like snickering and talking in the background. And I put mm-hmm. the music a little lower. And one of them says, "Girls get pregnant, or girls have babies whenever you kiss them, and they swallow all your swallow all your tadpoles." <laughs> and I just thought that was pretty funny. Girls wow. swallowing all the tadpoles. Wow. Wow. Like I say, they still think kissing is sex. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out soon. We'll find out soon enough. Wow. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, let's see here. Um, tap your love box if tap your love box if you would body slam somebody over a Popeye's chicken sandwich. No, no. Spicy chicken sandwich. No. No. But I do tell you this. If you think somebody should get slammed for changing their name to Christian billionaire genius Kanye West, mm. tap your love box on that. No, please don't. Please don't. Um You're not gonna change your name to to Pitmaster <laughs> Pitmaster Genius, Jared Pitmaster Genius Jared. Bam, there you go. I mean, Hooks Pitmaster I, Genius Jared. I could definitely do it. Um, 
you know, I could definitely do it, especially after some of the more recent cooks I've had for people here lately. But I'm not, <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna do it. Um, we could create our own Bible. No, nah, it is not <laughs> the 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 gospel according to hooks. <laughs> no, you don't want that gospel. I mean, it's but it may it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of meat in that. It's gonna be talking about a lot of different foods to eat. Um, oh, you know what? There is a book that I do want to buy a a. Uh, a cookbook that I've wanted to get for a long time and I just haven't had a chance and I might go and pick it up really soon since my birthday just happened I got a couple books for birthday money um is Thug Kitchen you ever heard of that cookbook? oh yeah oh yeah yeah I want that cookbook I just yeah they're actually like a couple of them they yeah like a couple volumes yeah, yeah. you know it's not, it's not a there's no meat in there right there's no meat in it no it's, it's a vegetarian it's like a vegetarian book bruh how you gonna have a thug kitchen and you gonna have no meat in it's it? A, it's a healthy, it's a healthy vegetarian book. No. <laughs> the only reason why it's called thug is because there's a lot of cursing. <laughs> man, I don't want it now. I'm good. <laughs> you changed, you changed my whole mind, man. Sorry. Got me all... Dang, I should have let you buy it first. Playing with my emotion. Talk about they ain't got no meat in there. Like for real? Come on, man. I mean, it might be like a quinoa burger or something. I don't want no impossible burger up in my thug kitchen. You know what I'm saying? I need meat. I need I need how to cook chitlins. I need, you know, like yeah. how to make cracklins at home. Nah, I'll be sorry. I need and to learn how to make a wish sandwich. Type of people you thought. <laughs> it wasn't made by the type of people you think would make it. I know, it's probably made by some I'll be quiet right now. <laughs> they 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 look like the people that often visit coffee shops. Oh dang! I don't need no pumpkin spice latte in my thug kitchen. Okay. That's what they gonna give you. They gonna give you a pumpkin pumpkin spice. Unless the pumpkin spice latte is spiked with whiskey, that's the only reason I want it in my thug kitchen. You know, I need to know how to fry a bologna sandwich. I need to know these things. That's what the thug kitchen cookbook should be. You should be experts at frying bologna sandwiches, man. I know, but other people need to know this. Because we do this because our childhood. But there's other people who don't even know that bologna is a thing. Mm. Maybe a good thing that they don't know that. But <laughs> they don't know that bologna is a thing. So they need, they need to learn how to make a bologna sandwich. They need to learn how to make Vienna sausages on the stove. Hmm. Jay, we need to come out with the hashtag blackout cookbook. Hmm. Hashtag blackout thug cookbook. So people can learn how we really, really, truly make food. Show y'all how to make an exquisite mayonnaise sandwich. Bam. How you make food Hmm. when you got food at home and mama don't want to buy that McDonald's. Mama can make the most gourmet peanut butter and dry jelly from the edge of the jelly jar sandwich. Mm. Show y'all how to make that five star scrambled egg and rice meal. Man. They used to get uh, back in the day. You ain't never lived until you got 
a can of Vienna sausages, tore off the wrapper on the outside, took the lid off, set it on an eye on the stove, turned it on and called yourself boiling sausages. You ain't never lived until you done that. Mm. We got to do that. You ain't never lived until you got some ramen from the store for 11 cents a package. Then also got a pack of lunch meat and a little pack of shredded cheese. Took that home and made yourself a gourmet sliced chicken noodle bowl. You ain't never lived. We gotta, we gotta make this cookbook. And you also ain't never lived unless you threw a brisket on the grill, let it smoke for several hours, let it rest for an hour or more, then sliced it to juicy perfection against the grain. You ain't never lived. Oh, man. Bruh. That, that, that's, that's, that might be getting outside the, uh, <laughs> the price range. <laughs> you could do it in a slow, you know what? Do it in a slow cooker. Do it in your oven. You know, I mean, you have a crock the, the brisket pot, itself. <laughs> the brisket itself. The brisket itself. That might You're be right. The, the brisket that, Get that's outside their price You ain't never lived until you until you made a chuck roast brisket style because you ain't had no money for a brisket. So you went and bought a chuck roast for seven or eight dollars instead of buying a forty to fifty dollar brisket. Cooked it the same way, sliced it to juicy perfection, had some tasty sandwiches. You ain't never lived. Yeah, I'm gonna show y'all how to fry up a slice of sausage and put mm. it between a piece of bread. Mm. The burnt ends and all on there. Mm. Mm. I had that the other day. I, I made that at home the other day for lunch. It's so beautiful, man. Y'all, y'all don't even know. Y'all, y'all don't know. So tap your love box if you want Jay and I to come up with the hashtag blackout cookbook all of our favorites all the things that our mamas made us at home when they weren't gonna stop from no mcdonald's or burger king they ain't had no happy meals money they're gonna make you happy nope. by making you some food that you got in the fridge at your house that's right we can make that jay we can make that we can make that ultimate grilled cheese sandwich mm. You got moldy bread at home? I'm gonna show you how to deal with it. Mm. Cut off the green and save some green. Yes, indeed. That's right. You on your last quarter quarter cup of milk? Just add water. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just add water. Oh man. Oh man. No, like for real. Like I think I think there could be some legs on that. So we need to talk about that. Maybe. Um. All right, so <laughs> uh, tap your love box if you want to go to this South Carolina McDonald's where the man claims a sweet tea came with marijuana inside. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Bet it was sweet. Wow. It was Swisher sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It was Swisher sweet. Oh, man. Wow. Uh,. If you think it's it's kind of funny that there's a Black Lives MAGA, Black Voices for Trump <laughs> uh, group, mm. um, tap your love box. Oh, uh. tap your love box if you think it's funny 
that Donald Trump is having a Trump, uh, it's called the MAGA challenge, where he's inviting people to the White House if they make a dope rap about, I guess, MAGA, making America great again. Oh my gosh. See, this is, this is the, this is the problem with Kanye being a friend of Donald, Donald Trump. Because I'm sure Kanye was like, hey, what you should do is to, to connect with, with, you know, the youth of today and the people who normally wouldn't vote for you is you should get them to make a rap song about MAGA. Yeah. And then you should invite that person to the White House. Come on, man. Come on. That's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, make the rap. Whatever. It is what it is. But this is, this is how he's trying to connect to the youth. All while being... Uh, you know, uh, about to get, about to get, um, you know, go under trial for impeachment. Like, come on, man, you got, you got bigger priorities in this world, you know. Yeah, yeah, you don't even. He doesn't care. Yeah, he, he is the. He doesn't care. Oh my gosh, it is so ridiculous. And then Kim Kardashian, you know, on the other side is. You know, I don't know, man. I, I can't understand this. Uh, Kim Kardashian is, she's become an advocate, you know, to, to try to help people get off death row, which is great. Um, yeah. You know, she's using her connections to to the president, you know, to try to help people, you know, in those situations, which, you know, it seems has worked, you know, a couple of times now. But um, I don't know, man. It, it's weird. And, and it's so funny because watching Dolomite, they, they were trying to, they were trying to, explain a scene to one of the actors uh to you know to wesley snipes's character and and he was saying you know why why does the why does the warden care about you know care about dolomite why does he care about big mama whatever and and they were like you know or, or why would why would the warden listen to them or whatever and you know there's because because big mama's a friend of the warden so that in turn will help the inmate and so, I mean, is this the situation here? Is Kim Kardashian essentially Big Mama? Uh, you know, and, and she is a friend of the president, so therefore it would help the inmate and influence the judge's decisions? It's weird, man. I drew that connection immediately when I heard that. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's odd. <sighs> Tap so. your love box if think T.I. is ridiculous for saying he goes with his 18-year-old daughter every year to uh, check to see if her hymen is still intact. Yeah, I think that's a little... I mean, I think I mean his daughter's 18 years old, right? Yeah. She, He's been going with her since she was 16. Maybe when she so started, yeah. Past couple years. Yeah. It's... So. it's. I mean, this is the thing. Like, we, we talked about this a, a while back about, you know, the questions that kids ask their parents you know like the you know like the body related questions mm -hmm. sex related questions you know that the kids would ask your parents and and you know you right. talk about the boys and i and i sort of talked about like random things maybe my daughter may ask well this oh. is one of these things and this is the ti situation too his daughter's mom is in her in, in her life correct that's that's like his daughter with what's her bucket huh tiny uh i don't uh it could be. I'm not sure if that's. I don't know. 
I don't know if that's like their daughter or if he had a daughter from a previous relationship. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. If but he either did. either way it goes, she's. Tiny, yeah. I'm sure Tiny's been in the life for a very long time. Though, yeah. To be there. This is this is the thing. Ti should let the mama go with the daughter, even if it even if even if that's not Tiny's daughter. I, like I said, I don't know. Um, even if even if like Tiny's the stepmom or whatever, she should go in support of the daughter, but. Going into ch- like, come on, man, you don't, you don't, you don't do that. You, you can obviously have concern for the well-being of your child. I totally get that, and I support that. But that's not your job, Dad. Unless you're the, unless you're the only yeah. parent, that's not your job. And then again, that's yeah. the doctor's job. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird because now I'm like wondering. After I heard that, I'm like, what does he do with his sons? Oh man! Because then you're jumping into that whole double standard type thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, is he encouraging his sons to, or does he like just talk to his sons about the responsibilities of having, you know, sex at a young age, mm-hmm. or uh, the the downfalls, the things that could happen. You know, it's not like you could check to see if, you know, their sons, yeah, busted one. You know, uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It, yeah, That's very interesting on Ti. Very part. interesting. Ti, just stay away from the, the hymen. Um, so yeah, so Tabula Box. If uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, just stay away. Uh, Tabula Box. If you have a whole chicken, an organic whole chicken, in your fridge from Safeway. Uh, and please don't eat it. Return it to the store because over 2 million pounds of chicken mm. were recalled due to possible metal contamination. Dang. Come on, G. That's crazy. All the chicken's going to get crazy. I mean, wow. Have you yes. ever read the, the, the comic book Chew? Oh, what is it, Chew? I have not. I've seen it, but I haven't read it. Well, it was just crazy because they, they talked about like there was like the was it not the fried chicken flu but they had a, some kind of epidemic breakout and all chicken all poultry in the world was mm-hmm. completely banished and I just think what if what if that happens now Popeyes would be out of business people go crazy because they can't have a spicy chicken sandwich no more no more what would we do, man? That, that I think, I think all the Popeyes would get burned down. If that happens. It's possible. So, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Tap your love box if you went to Chris Brown's yard sale. Oh wow! No. <laughs> so apparently, he actually had a yard sale at his home. Um. And apparently the people who were there thought it was like a really popping dude. So, so yeah, <laughs> he offered his old designer clothes at significantly lower prices, um, and he plans to donate the proceeds uh, from his sale to charity. So it's pretty dope. He had ice cream trucks for the fans who waited in line to shop. Um, you know, he had news crews there that apparently showed up because they're like, "What? Chris Brown's throwing a." Throwing a a, uh, a garage sale, um, 
That's pretty interesting. So, was his stuff pretty cheap? I don't know, man. They said they said it was a significantly lower prices uh, than than his clothes were worth. You know, than they were worth or originally cost. So, was it just? You know? Did it just say it's just clothes that he was he was getting rid? Uh, let's see here. Because he oh, has wow, like a really have... dope uh, collection of artwork. I would probably go for that. Uh, it looks like. Let's see. I'm trying to look at the picture. Everything is under tent, so I can't tell. Uh, let's see. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to look at these these pictures that they that they posted up here. Chris Brown's house is uh, right. Uh, Making posts. Uh, hers and Chris. Um. Let's see here. Well, on abusive toys, I don't know. The drawing big crowds, stupid people supporting abuse. Okay. Uh, around yard sale, no one doing well. I can't fit the man's clothes. Uh, let's see here. It's funny because people were calling calling Chris Brown broke because he was doing a yard sale. Yeah. Uh, he pulling up to Chris Brown's house to buy and sell it online at a profit. Yeah, that's what they do. Nah, it, it only just said, uh, let's see here, clothes. Um, and that's it. Just his used clothing. So that would be cool if he dropped other stuff in there, but he'd probably have to sell that for much more. I guess the thing is like, you know, clothes, you can sell used clothes probably, you know, a lot quicker than you can sell the artwork. And maybe for, you know, a lower and easier price in the artwork, you probably want some right. more money for it. So yeah, but hey man, you know, tap your little box if you went. Tap your little box if you would go. Who whose yard sale would you go to, Jay? That's uh, a a mega star and buy their clothes. Like there has to be somebody, or maybe maybe buy their, you know, their clothes. clothes, or maybe stuff, maybe stuff in their house. You know, maybe like you know, like you know, after watching some episodes of MTV Cribs, be like, man, I really want that fridge that Red Man had in his house. <laughs> like, well, who's whose house? <laughs> What, which star's yard sale would you go to just to go to the yard sale? Which one? Just to go see? Yeah, just because you'd be like, hey, uh, what's yard sale? I'd probably go to I'd probably go to Master P's yard sale. Um, okay. Let me think. Let me think. I'd be curious. I I'd be curious to see <laughs> to see what's in Lil Yachty's house. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, <laughs> Um, let me think. Let me think. Who else? Um, wow. I I'd like to see maybe uh, Robert Downey Jr. I'm sure he has some pretty cool stuff in his house that he's mm-hmm. collected over the years since like the '80s or something like that. Uh, hmm. Nicholas Cage might have some fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And right now I'm just throwing out names. This yeah. <laughs> is popping in my head. That would be yeah, yeah. Pretty be some interesting guys. You know what? Uh, one of the houses that I would want to go and, and pick up pick up some yard sale sell stuff from would be uh, would be uh, Bob Barker from The Price Is Right. Because mm. you know Bob Barker got to have a lot of stuff at his house, right? Yeah. All those stuff, all those things that he gave away. You know, all the cash and prizes, trips. He's got to have a lot of those Damn. just laying around the house. He probably took some of that stuff home. Yeah, you know. Or in storage. You ever watch Storage Wars? 
Yes. I love I'd that like show. Do something like that. I watch like I watch I, I swear man I watch like every episode or I mean every version of it the ones where they did it in Florida they did it in Texas they did it in California mm-hmm. multiple places they did it in New York they have one in Canada like I watch stories towards Ukraine I don't care <laughs> I watch it <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious you know when we before we moved from our house there in Texas I guess to the other house uh, after you know my wife and I got married there's a storage uh, place uh, on our, our storage place on the west side of town there, I think, um, in Fort Worth. I remember them telling us when we first signed up that every month they have a an abandoned locker like auction. I remember them saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So and they were like, it's open to the public. Like to do yeah. You know, It's open to the public. You can come. Uh, you know, sometimes we auction a full locker. Sometimes we pull the stuff out and auction, you know, like like groups of items or individual items. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a fun yeah. thing to go and just just check out. So let me get some good stuff out of that. Cool. Maybe I'll do that one day. Even though I think the Storage Wars people sort of overprice what they actually are. Or, um, you know, saying that they sell in their store for X amount of price. But yeah, I think. But then I'd be kind of scared, man. Something like that. Who knows if there's like a dead body or some kind of, some kind of uh, like crazy artifacts in there that are like cursed and Mm -hmm. bring it home. And you, yeah. 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 I'd be kind of freaked out about that. Yeah. You don't, I don't know. I don't know. That does not sound fun. If you brought home a a uh, you know some chilled monkey brains, um, you know that had been mummified, uh, and your house get overrun with flying monkeys, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm not a big fan of that Might either. Bring home the Jumanji game. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Aren't they coming out with Jumanji two coming up soon? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't I don't know if I want to watch that, but whatever. The first one was actually good. The the first remake of Jumanji was good. Said that. Yeah. And the first one was good. So, um, yeah, man, wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> uh I I think I might be tapped out at this point. Yeah, I'm tapped out too. Oh shit. Good episode. Good episode good episode indeed um yeah so jay told y'all earlier where to find us go ahead and do that um you know keep keep your eye out for hooks rubs and spices actually on location this week coming up on friday so maybe when this launches it may have already happened but uh yeah if you're in the salt lake area um you know uh, look for Hooks, Rubs, and Spices coming at you live uh, from Barbecue Pit Stop Store, you know, in Salt Lake. Uh, and I'm going to be doing some Thanksgiving meatballs, right? So I'm going to use uh, basically going to be a couple of things that I love from Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, I love my, my aunt's pork roast. Uh, I love mm-hmm. I love the dark meat on turkey. Uh, <laughs> and then... Um, and then I love my mom's cornbread dressing. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this in the past. So I'm going to incorporate a lot of flavors from what uh, I love from Thanksgiving. Um, and I'm going to be handing out samples. So 
Nice. Come through. And if you listen to it and find out that you, and I find out that you came there and from the hashtag Blackout Podcast, I might give you a special discount deal. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. I'm out. Out too. Later, peoples. Peace.